and I told him that JR and I had planned to do a podcast, and he said, that is the best news you could ever give me, because I have a studio, and it's here for the public. Welcome to Ben and Jordan's, the show where we get guests on and we talk about who and what they are, and in this episode, we're going to talk about what they're going to do to help the community. I think this will be a great episode. Uh, Our special guest is the one and only Mr. Tim Graff, our superintendent at Milbank High. <laughs> Very excited about this episode. And we have a another special guest today that's going to ask some very important questions. The Mr. Craig Weinberg. He was in on our fifth episode. It was a good episode. Tune into that. So we're going to start it out. I'm going to swing it over to Jordan. Well, welcome to the show, Mr. Graff. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I just uh, Thanks for having me on. And I just think it's really neat what you guys are doing here, so I'd like to hear more. Oh, definitely. We're trying to get as much, you know, stuff coming out of this thing as possible, as much product as possible. Whatever keeps it going, man. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we're here to talk to you about the upcoming Cook School, what's going to happen to it, and what's going on. So sure. do you know what our options are with the current Cook School voting coming next week? You know, uh <laughs> We got the uh, bond election on Tuesday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. is when the uh, polls are open in the high school lobby. So uh, it'll be kind of fun day to see how the results go. I really have no idea uh, what to anticipate there. We've had a lot of positive feedback on the on the project, but we started this whole process back about a year ago, uh, looking at what are we going to do with Cook School. As we've been kind of doing the updates at the high school for a couple of years, whether it be tuck pointing or new roofs and flooring and whatnot and so uh that led us to cook school and we knew that one of the challenges is figuring out how do you renovate what you renovate or if you build and so we did a facility audit and after that which is online on the website and yep. the new school website and it's also did after the a educational adequacy study uh by a firm ics out of the Minnesota and Sioux Falls are located both places. They came in and did that with all the staff. And once we learned that, they came back with three three options to look at. And the board ultimately chose to take a vote of the bond issue for a to finance a, a new school. And we'll, the voter needs to weigh in at this point. We need 60% approval rating to uh, to move forward. So, Yeah. What happens if you don't get a full 60%? You know, that's a great question. It's kind of back to the drawing board. Really? Uh, it, at that point, uh, you know, the three options that the board allig- originally looked at were just uh, a renovation of the current building to bring it up to current standards. One of the problems with that is you, you spend so much in bringing it up to code, whether it be fire sprinkling or fire code or whether it be four-inch gaps, you know, and railings mm-hmm. and type things, and we're is, out of compliance with some of that. Is stuff, part of that but, because... As soon as you start touching the building, then everything has to be brought up together. Exactly. Okay. When you do major renovations and so not you can't do part of it and then let the rest still be grandfathered. That's my understanding. Okay. And so that that was the first option is just kind of bringing that current building up to standard. Uh, structurally, the about you know the the building's sound yet, mm-hmm. uh, other than a lot of updates need to be made both mechanically, electrically, uh, systems and. But uh, educationally is what we kind of looked at too. Right. There's a the six areas that were really identified as, as the biggest uh, inadequacies in the current building, and that included 
small classroom sizes. We're about 720 to 780 square feet in the current classrooms. And the spaces are all being utilized, you know. Currently. So there's not wasted space at this point. There's nothing. Right. I, I hate to say we're busting at the seams because we used to have more kids in there. But there's more <laughs> programs than oh, we right. used to have. Because when the building was built, we didn't have special education. That was before the special ed laws. Mm -hmm. It was before Head Start preschool. It was before all day, every day kindergarten. It was before we have three rooms taken up with special ed. We have... Uh, you know, boost up program. There's OST program with the out of after school time. Right. Uh, just a lot of spaces that are utilized at programs that we never used to have. And as well as we've gone up significantly with enrollment the last half dozen years or so. And so. Yeah, this year is, is it a record? You know, record for or, some time. Okay. I'm sure back, way back in the, in the ice ages when I went there, uh, <laughs> it was probably uh, higher because we had classes that were much larger, but our classes have been growing. Wow. And so we're, we're probably back up there. And when, when you put them all in at one time, mm -hmm. because we have all kindergarten kids all day now instead of half day and junior kindergarten head start, I bet we're close to, wow. you know, I don't know that there's a way to measure that. Yeah. But we're close to having as many kids in the buildings as we probably ever did. That's crazy. Um, did the board have to put it to a, a bond vote? Or c could it have gone through without a, a community vote? You know, that's a great question. On the first two options, they definitely probably could have. I, mm -hmm. I say definitely probably. I'm really giving you a... <laughs> <laughs> that's a solid <laughs> <Direct> answer. <laughs> answer. Sounds like a politician. But <laughs> the first... Uh, First option, for sure, mm -hmm. that would have been fairly easy to do without a vote. Uh, the second option, which was to take and renovate the current building into the same spacing that we are looking at for 21st century. Would that have changed the footprint some? It, it would have some. You would have built on additions, okay. and you would have probably torn out walls and made two classrooms out of three, and it just gets very spendy. And so you're looking at a $13.1 million to renovate that to kind of have an equal spacing versus a new build. And the, it was 82% of what a new build would be or estimated to right. be. You never know what it will be until you get the final bids. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, So we were looking at that and saying that's, that's option two. And uh, to, to answer your question then, option two, the board probably could have done that without a vote. It would have been very tight. You could have done it in your capital outlay mill levy. Okay. Um, we just felt it was important, A, for the voter to weigh yeah. in. And B, also that uh, it would have made the capital outlay budget really tight, and I don't think you want to tie your hands that way either. And so there's a couple of reasons to look at that. The third one, you know, I suppose it's possible to have done that if you'd have borrowed for 30 years, like a 30-year mortgage on a home. Oh, okay. But that's not what we've been projecting. We've been looking at a 20-year financing, and interest rates are at about 3.35 right now. is a pretty advantageous rates. Um but if you would have financed it longer, I suppose it's possible you could have done a new mm -hmm. build. But again, it would have really tied the hand. It wouldn't allow the voter to weigh in and, right. and give their opinion. So it was never seriously considered. Okay. So say uh, 60%, we all vote like for the new school. Where is this new school going to go? I mean, do we have some options to look there? We do. do you have that, that's a great question, Jordan. That's probably one of the the most popular question, the most frequently asked question is where, where's this going to be? And I think there's two obvious good choices that are available. Uh, they're certainly not the only choices. And we, we've not ever said 
it's going to be here or there. We've we've kind of left the location as a later decision. That's done for a few different reasons. Uh, we don't have any soil sampling done right now. Um, we'll get the FFA on that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's two obvious places. I think the the cornfield to the south, you know, is uh, is something we've had preliminary discussions mm-hmm. with, and and. Um, just across the road and uh, would be a great location. There's a lot of efficiencies I think to having an elementary school right beside. We share some staff. We we do custodial uh, things back and forth, maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't you already share uh, cafeteria currently? We or, do. Or the kitchen at least? We do. Everything's uh, prepared in the high school wow. and then taken over so it's not a full-service kitchen. And we're not proposing a full-service kitchen in the new elementary. And so... There's things that aren't included in the bond, uh, like a full-service kitchen, that make it a little more reasonable to get this done for a $16 million price tag. And and it sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you look at other elementary schools that are four-section kind of schools, they're a lot of times well over $20 million. Yeah. Sioux Falls is looking at $28 million, but I think that's five-section school. But still, this is uh, sounds like a reasonable mm-hmm. amount for that. But Part of the reason is we don't have a full-service kitchen built in, and, and we don't have the, uh, the purchase of the land built in or the demolition right. built in. Is there a uh, a projected potential cost of what that land might be? I mean, at, at, at the top end, do you know what you may be looking at once the land is figured in? Yeah, I think we got a pretty good guesstimate, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be a, a major outlay and something we can handle with the current capital outlay. Oh, so that that wouldn't necessarily have to be added into the bond. No. Okay. No, it wouldn't. And then the other location, going back to Jordan's question that has been talked about a lot, is the practice football field Mm -hmm. and baseball field. And originally, which would be really interesting, uh, Mm -hmm. because then you could attach, and you're also closer to Unity, you got some parking Mm -hmm. you could probably share on both sides by the water tower and the the, uh, Unity Square, and so... That's another potential site that's been kicked around a lot. and uh, Has there been pushback for that concept just because of the baseball field? You know, honestly, that when the board started talking originally and just individual conversations, it's something we said we, we're not going to bring forward. We're not going to push that because of the history of the baseball mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. Um, home birthplace of American Legion baseball, yeah. it's something we just thought, yeah, we're not even going to try and even discuss that no but we start hearing more and more people in the community say you know you really should look it at makes that sense site. Yeah. yeah and what could I you did, build the baseball field and leave it there and kind of build around the facilities it. around it well that's not been, that's not been discussed <laughs> that be incredible. this is a planning meeting now <laughs> a field on top of the roof no no just, just like, so there's buildings around <laughs> yeah like a stadium there you go there you that go. would be a concept wouldn't it uh-huh Put the box seats up in the new build. <laughs> there you go. So no, that's that's uh, became something that was really more and more brought to really? the school as you, you really take a look at this, you know, don't rule this out kind of thing. And what I didn't know is birthplace of American Legion baseball that 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 really wasn't the first field. So the history of mm. there was never the first game played there. It was actually just a Legion convention that was right. held uh. in the city of Millbank. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it kind of changes the dynamics mm-hmm. of the history when you start learning that if a new field is built, it's actually the third field since Legion Baseball <laughs> there <we go>. uh, <laughs> originated. And yeah. so that, that I think, is uh, some of it. And But who knows? I, I don't think there's a, a site that's favored at this point, just, just talking. Yeah. 
So if a new school does get built, then will they demolish Cook School or? Another they... really good question. Um, no decision has been made in that, but I, I can tell you that the feedback on that topic to the board, and I know the board's feelings so far have been very overwhelmingly in favor of likely demolishing. And when I say likely, there's there's all kinds of potential uses yet for that building. Yeah, I mean, or it's still got away. a hardwood gym in it. Well, the, the gym, gym, the gym would stay. Good. The gym yeah. would yeah. stay. Good. Yeah, the gym would yeah. stay, and I'm glad you said that, uh, Ben, because uh, I, I, we don't want that to be misunderstood because yeah. the gym is a great facility. It's 1998. It's it's geothermal. It's very economical to, to heat and cool, and, and the loop field's in good shape for another That's generation. Great. So that... <laughs> You know, you might have to replace uh, the unit, but it'd be easy to maintain and to, to operate. And so mm -hmm. that, will, that will stay regardless okay. because yep. what the thought is. There might be other uses for the East Wing or West mm -hmm. Wing of Cook. If, and so certainly I think they would listen to proposals if people have ideas. But what we've learned the last couple public buildings that have been abandoned in Millbank. We got the old middle school. <laughs> There's one right down here. Yeah. Hospital, and oh, that and the, the city odd. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the, so, yeah. uh, and, and I know the, the community felt pretty positive about the way the hospital was handled. There was, mm -hmm. they looked, there wasn't any takers and then let's, let's move forward. Yeah. Now we're looking at a housing yeah. project. Mm -hmm. Which could so, be huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it could be a neat thing. So. So if we're keeping the gym, do you think we'll ever sell that gym or do you think it'll stay part of the Millbank school? I would imagine stay part of the school okay, district yeah. because you can always use the space. And yeah. As, uh, as you know, gym space is always, seems to be crowded. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. We need yeah. a lot of always practice crowded. space. Yeah. yeah. Not that you can't get by with what we have, but no. <laughs> morning yeah. practices and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's tough on schedules, tough on bodies. and Yep. I'm not a running person. I remember doing that as a high school, college athlete. Is it, it's tough getting up for early morning practices. So yeah, we got a 6:31 coming up this Friday. There you go. I bet you're not looking forward. I am to not it. looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> what What has been some of the biggest um, concerning questions that the community's brought about the school, or about the build, the proposed build? Uh, you know, great question. <laughs> uh, to be very honest with you, and, and I know there's some negativity, like any building project bond issue, but very few things have ever been brought forward to the board. Um, we had two public meetings there. I can honestly say that we didn't have a negative comment wow. at either public meeting about a new build. Um, I think the biggest concern would just be flat out, it's going to raise taxes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that we've talked about is that uh, if we don't build and we renovate, that'll raise taxes too. It's just how far, because you can't do the renovations either with a current uh, mill levy the way it is with okay. capital outlay. So all options will raise taxes. It's just to what level. Mm -hmm. And uh, th this is the most expensive level, but I think the board looks at it's also the best educational option. So... Uh, there's not been a lot of negative feedback. Uh, the negative feedback uh, that I've heard is, is where is it? You yeah. Know, we'd right. like yeah. to know yeah, where it is. Yeah, where's it going to go? Yeah. And uh, <coughs> whether right or wrong, we, mm -hmm. we chose to say that's decision for another time mm -hmm. because we didn't want to do soil sampling, first of all. Soil sampling takes time and money. Mm -hmm. We don't have a uh, architect on board 
The board has narrowed down some architectural potential firms to interview uh, should it pass. But uh, that, that, that's another part is design until you get an architect on board to see how traffic flow can right. go in, the, in yeah. the two sites. And then you can have uh, the community input into, hey, this is what the soil samples show. Mm -hmm. and, and it's going to cost an extra quarter million, half million dollars to build it here versus mm -hmm. here, you know, if those situations arise. A lot of interesting comments uh, I know over the years when you look back at the different projects that we've had in the community. The old athletic field, which were the where the water tower is, correct? The water tower yeah. and, and mm -hmm. Unity Square, and where the practice field is now, uh, quite controversial. And it was <laughs> oh yeah, man, I, I wasn't in town. <laughs> I've, I've heard. But, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stories. It's kind of legendary when that was moved, and I wasn't in the area then, but I remember hearing the stories quite quite frequently. And uh, one of the things you heard is that the soil wasn't stable there, and yet Unity Square hasn't had any problems. The water tower hasn't mm -hmm. any problems. So Till you do the sampling, mm -hmm. we really don't know. Yeah. Um, and how far back do they go? Do they go to more to the baseball fields, you know, for the building, or do you use that traffic flow? You know, that you, till you get those yeah. answers. Do you have a uh, an estimated footprint that this thing's going to sit on? We really don't. No. How do you? How did they come, or how did you, the board come to a, a dollar figure without really having that part figured out? Great. I mean, it, does that make a difference? Great if question. Your footprint. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, 85,000 square feet is what we're looking at. Okay. And there's about 72, 73,000 square feet in the current Cook School. Um, and then the the traf the way things would be laid out, obviously, would be different as well. But uh, probably the the thing that, uh, or the how it was determined is part of that educational adequacy study. Mm. You look at standards today, and I mentioned 720 to 780 square feet per classroom. Uh, the new standard is 900 square feet per classroom as a as a minimum, wow. and then with kindergarten, junior kindergarten, preschool, and like science labs, it's more 1,100 to 1,200 square foot classrooms, and we're sitting at 720 to wow. 780. So that we're really They're almost yeah. half. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, more than half. More, but yeah, but it's a significant wow. reduction, and yeah. so it's it's crowded that way. Mm -hmm. uh, not that we can't fit them in the room, but when you put 24 S in and you start to get up. It's just not a lot of space. Yeah. Chromebook carts and you name it. And yeah. It's, that's, that's part of the challenge. And is that 16 million approximation, is that a all in done, like technology included? Is that an overall? Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, and to go back to your crash question there, Craig, with uh, 85,000 square feet, they, they took all the recommendations basically of what 21st century schools are being built for mm -hmm. and, and they put it together and said this is what we're building people have asked are you building for growth no we're not we're building for the current model we're not anticipating growth but we're not anticipating to re decline to, to decline, decline either uh, one of the things that we've mentioned architects as they come in and and visit with us is um, we want to make sure we have a design that you can add classrooms to mm-hmm so if we do grow, so it is editable add, after the yeah. fact if need be. Correct. Yep. And that way, if growth occurs, which we all hope for mm -hmm. in the community, uh, we can we can add to it. Um, but it doesn't. This this footprint doesn't call for growth. Okay. So, is that a is that a uh, a typical position from a district perspective to to kind of build for where you're at now, or it, is it all regional? 
you know, it's so different for the demographics. Harrisburg is a great example of a outlier in <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> Their demographics are so different and their growth is off the charts. They grow by about three, 400 kids a year. Are you kidding? That's insane. Crazy. Wow. And uh, so they are the third, I think the third largest district in the state at this point. And I remember, I still think of them as a class B school. Because uh, just yeah. uh, 20 years ago when I <laughs> took my first superintendent's job in South Dakota, it was, that's what they were. They were actually a smaller class B school, playing nine-man football. And here they are, just a, a, a suburban school, basically. Wow. They've built about a, a school almost annually, but for sure every other year. It's probably one every one and a half years in the last 10, 12 years. And they're building another one now. But they build for about half full, move in, and fill it up, and then start planning the next one. And so it's in the city, uh, you know, city limits, Sioux Falls. But so very different yeah. from one place to another. And in some rural schools just are very, very ancient buildings that just need to be torn down and start over that they're just hoping to keep the doors open for 20 right. years but yeah. mm-hmm. um so it's it really depends on your demographics and what you're what you're facing we would hope to at least hold our own um i didn't see the growth uh half dozen years ago coming that we've had yeah it's kind of exciting how, how much of that was a lot of due to uh grand dual you good, know good, good getting question. smaller yeah there's uh, no question that that's a piece of it um I think we have gone up uh, about 120 kids uh, in the last eight, nine years. Uh, We were about 870, going back 2009, 2010, and now we're at 993 today. Oh. So Mm -hmm. a little over 120. Uh, I know if we were to say how many of the 993 (laughs) would be in the former Grant Dual District, I don't know the answer to that, mm-hmm. but I, I'm confident it's under 100. Right. So we'd still have some marginal growth. Uh, open enrollment's been really good to us too, as far as growth goes. So, is that a, a potential seller too to make Millbank as a district even more appealing for that open enrollment? Ha- having a brand new elementary school. You know, it's not something we've talked about. It's not something that's intentional uh, to build. Uh, if we build it, they will come. Uh, it's not <laughs> but but it doesn't hurt, does it? <laughs> no, it really doesn't. And I've had a couple of people suggest that, and I said, well, you know, it, it might be a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. But I think the main thing is we want to provide a quality education and the, the right. best spacing mm-hmm. for, for the kids that are here. And, and if that attracts more, great, but it's not really what, what we're looking at as, as an objective or a goal. Do you, and one more thought that I was thinking, um, do you think... <laughs> Like, where do you see the um, <laughs> growth coming from in the future? Like, it, is is it likely that in the next 10 years, some of the smaller school districts that still are close by could run into the same issues that Grant Duell did? I, I think the potential is there, but mm-hmm. it, again, that's, it's not, school's so different, I think, than a... Um, than a business model where you're trying to get the largest share of competition. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Our goal is just to make the Millbank School District a great place to be and where people want to go and people want to come. And if that leads to people wanting to come in as an open enrollment, great. But we want to make it a place where, where kids want to come and parents want to send their kids. And yeah. and that's, that's really what we're after. That's our goal. Um, I suppose that potential is there. I think one of the advantages of a of a new building, and we've had employers share this with us, is we are in such a tight 
labor market. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. just South Dakota, but I mean nationally, yeah. that it's it's really a big deal. And so having a community in which mm-hmm. people want to come to is a big deal. And it it's tough fighting. I, Millbank's a great place to live. It's a great place to grow up, raise a family. Tons um, of opportunity. There really is. There really is. And I I think you guys are a perfect example of what yeah. you're doing here with this podcast and. The different activities that you're in, I, I, we don't take a back seat to many schools as far as the activities that we are able to offer. Yeah, and yet it's not like uh, Sioux Falls, Washington, where you got 12 on the basketball team and 2,300 kids. It's, yeah. you, you know, you, you've got a real shot to participate and to have a meaningful uh, opportunity and experience. So, I think there's some neat selling points that way. But I think having a new facility helps not only recruit employees for employers in the community but it also helps um with recruiting teachers which has gotten also pretty ultra competitive Mm -hmm. so all all things that i've heard (laughs) as part of the uh, advantages i think this is a great visual of kind of where you guys are in the thought process and that's um it's really good to to hear directly because one of one of my thoughts was We've heard a dollar of, you know, we're, we're at 16 million roughly, but that doesn't account for land. And knowing that, you know, that probably won't ever become in that budget unless it's outrageous, that that's really good information to know. And the school district does own the land of the north, but I think we would pursue the land of the south either mm-hmm. way because we need land for a practice football field yeah. if it's built in the north. And so uh, I don't... And that really would be a perfect spot for it. <laughs> it yeah, really would. They, they'd both be... Yeah good locations. Mm-hmm. I don't have a strong personal opinion yeah. until you get more information. I I learned a long time ago that sometimes your initial opinions change as you get <laughs> yeah. more information. So I'm yep. trying to withhold my own opinions right now. And I, I think they're both good options, but uh, until you do soil samples, till you see what the architects would maybe mm-hmm. have in mind, it's, it's, it's kind of early. But, what uh, proposed time frame? Like if this passes next Tuesday or on Tuesday, this will this will air on Monday. This will air on Monday. Yeah, if yes. this passes tomorrow, tomorrow, um, what is the time frame? Like, where, where does it go from there? Great question. Uh, we we would start with Wednesday. We already have a special school board meeting scheduled uh, because the board is by law required to canvas the election results. So we have tentative uh, firms lined up for construction management proposals as uh, we have been advertising for those uh, because it's such an aggressive timeline that we knew that we had to do background. And the reason for that, we're not assuming anything, but it's time is money, Yeah. Yep. especially in this country with winter weather and winter <laughs> right? construction. Yeah. So we really want to get design going right away so you can have bid packages ready in the middle of the winter, and they'll break it up into a lot of bid packages. It'll be a construction management approach, and then design would take place shortly after we'd select an architect and that would start right away they'd pick the site hopefully within a month or six weeks of the bond election and then after that away so, you go with, so are we with thinking possible groundbreaking in the spring that's really the goal really that's wow. really the goal yeah. spring 2019 how long do yep. they project it might take to build you know we've seen uh in the proposals things that uh as we visit with architects and things, anywhere from August to October of 2020. So 
That'd be a move-in date in a in a perfect world. You'd be moving. So in you'd the first start day. school yeah. of 2020. That would be fantastic. Be I think amazing. that's ambitious. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, we'll yes. accomplish mm-hmm. that. But when you have the other building there, it's you know you could move in, have a move-in date where you just mm-hmm. uh, during the year or two. So, yeah. Which would be a fun event. That would be so cool. Yeah. So you had asked about 16 million as uh, knowing if that was going to oh, be enough. Yeah. I think or the price tag and. Till you do the bond issue, you or the bond packages, you really don't know for sure. But we, we're so optimistic. Is that a generous dollar amount, or uh, or, or is it kind of I realistic? I think it's realistic. Okay. it's it's not it's not an overage, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So we don't know till you get the bids whether it's over or under. But we we feel it's realistic. Oh. After all this good school stuff, Mister Graf, do you have any questions for Jordan and I? I'd love to know more about your podcast, where you want to take it, and I'd. I love what you're doing because it's not only a great experience. And this, anybody that hasn't seen VPD Studios here, it's pretty awesome setup that we're sitting in here in uh, the studio uh, recording booth right now. And uh, great experience. So, like to hear more where you want to take this and what originated and and kind of what what your uh, motivation and inspiration for this was. Jordan, I think you want to go with that because you were kind of the brains behind all of this. The origination of the show, huh? <laughs> well, I was sleeping one night and I was thinking, hmm, I should do something for entertainment wise, you know, just to get some news out about the school. At first, I was thinking about radio, but then I thought, you know, I, I kind of want to do something a little newer. Or something. Yeah, radio is kind of dead at this point. It's the 21st century. So, anyway, we came, I came up with the idea of podcasting. Now, first, we were going to do it off of a smartphone. <laughs> And we connected like a gaming headset. Yeah. Too. So the story. So we is, have a mic, maybe like I'd say maybe a quarter the of the size, size of this thing here. About the size <laughs> of our thumb. And, and we only have one mic, so we have our first podcast. We actually actually. Our um, plan was to have Connor Van Voren, which we've already done on this show. So we our plan was to have Connor Van Voren interviewed by us, and we would talk about golf, of course, because he's in it. Mm-hmm. So we're all sitting in Jordan's basement, with a PS4 microphone headset into his phone, and we're all about three inches away talking into it and it was the most ghetto setup for a podcast ever we were so and it dead sounded dead. dynamite it, oh yeah craig looked at the audio and said don't ever do this again so and then the story goes i come in for senior pictures for the banners that we have up at the high school which are really awesome looking and i'm i'm very excited to see what next year and the year after will all look like but I, I go in and he says, I need to talk to you. And I say, I need to talk to you. And I told him that JR and I had planned to do a podcast. And he said, that is the best news you could ever give me because I have a studio and it's here for the public. It's here for whoever has a good idea. Which is awesome. I think that you've uh, opened this up as a pretty neat opportunity. and I, I don't wins. know of a, of a community that has something like it. No. And so it really separates Milbank a little bit. And it's a dream of mine. So I love doing it. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was really weird coming in here at first. I mean, it it was a whole different atmosphere. But I mean, oh, you, yeah. you start getting into it. I mean, it starts getting pretty fun. and Eventually, it just comes second nature to me. Yeah. Yeah. We plan on keep doing this on a weekly basis. I mean, we're right now, we've just done sports. I'm, but we're doing this right now, of course, talking, of course, about the school. 
But yeah, we're going to be talking about numerous activities throughout, not just sports, but skits, FFA, all that stuff. And yeah. Once theater starts to kick up, we're going to get people in from that. Like all the academic things outside of class, we're going to try and get into. That's just great. pretty much everything that makes Millbank Millbank. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Trying to promote the town and everything. And where where do you want to take this? What do what you guys hope to do down the road with this? Is there some greater ambitions that you hope to come out of this or just doing it for fun right now? As of the moment, I'm doing it for fun right now. I'll, I'll see where it takes me, but right now I'm just using it for good communication skills and trying to pick up on the soft skills make it easier to get into college well and they're really not much more important than soft skills no, out there not. for employment so yeah. you guys are way ahead of the curve and then well that's jordan's idea with what he wants to do with this and then there's me and i think i eventually want to try and get this all of our shows pod uh sponsored by people Let's try and get some things going in and promote local businesses and stuff like that try to get people flowing into main street back again Awesome. And just spending more money down here. I think awesome. it'd be great for everybody around town. And when you do business local, everybody wins. Yep. You really do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't be can't be supporting Watertown from Millbank. I think we yep. gotta be helping our helping ourselves. Absolutely. Millbank first. <laughs> <laughs> Millbank first. Yes. Was this a bank? <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, from my position of these two boys here who have strangely want me to adopt them. <laughs> <laughs> Not my um, idea. No. Um. <laughs> um, the, just a brief like vision of what this studio is. Um, several years ago, 2014, we started our project with Tanner Hackwith. And so we filmed a, a little documentary about Hawaii Millbank and what people think about it. And out of that, there's this huge, ever-growing list of um, stories that should be told. And I'm a big broadcast junkie and I love podcasts and I, I've been in the recording business and in the live sound business most of my life. So I love that piece of it. And so I wanted to create an opportunity, um, for kids as well as community members to come and try things and to figure out and to not be told, nope, that's the wrong answer just to come and try. And the reality of a, of a terrestrial radio station is you can't just walk in and use their stuff because they are, it's a for-profit venture. And so what I wanted to create in this studio is the opportunity for high school kids and community members, well, heck, elementary kids, my kids come in here and sit around and have a blast <laughs> and start figuring out how to communicate, how to tell their story, how to listen, how to ask questions, um, and how to digitally run things. So like Ben, a month ago, two months ago. I came in on your show. Yeah, and, and you had no clue how to do any of this. And uh-uh. now I'm now I'm Ben's manning the, the court. He's I'm, got the con. <laughs> I'm running the sound, the audio, the music. I'm going to cut this captain, episode. Right, he's captain the <laughs> yeah. ship right now. Yeah. And I love that because that's my goal is to get these kids in and train them so they can then go off farther. And I just tell them they have to remember me when they get it big. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's that might great. happen. But yeah. that, that, that really is my goal. And out of this, just was it your last episode? Uh, um, last episode uh, was the cheerleaders, Mackenzie and Mackenzie and Kimberly. Yeah, um, cheerleaders, and they had a blast in here. And so I said, "You guys want to do your own show?" And their eyes lit up. They go, "What is it possible?" Yes. So now they're starting to think about what something they want to do, and we just want to create this opportunity. We are starting the twenty fourth of September. Um, the multimedia pain. class, Mrs. Quaid's class. Uh, we're going to do a podcast 
version. And so they're going to come in a couple days a week and we're going to teach them how to do it. And they're going to have to start producing and doing their own show once a week. Thinking of their own ideas, fresh, original. Great experiences. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's my goal. And these boys are really kicking it off very well. I love it. Good stuff. And my little girl, she's four. At Coronation Monday night. She, my, she was just with my sister and she said, Psst, hey, I think that's Ben. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it is. No, Ben, from Ben and Jordan's. <laughs> you guys are famous. Oh, man. We're famous, Jordan. That's the best news I've heard all day. Well... I think today's been an amazing episode. Learned a lot about the new school. Very excited to hear more about it come tomorrow, I guess, when this gets put on on Monday. And I'd like to thank both of our very special guests. Very, very important people right now in Millbank. And so, this is Ben. And this is Jordan. (laughs) He's a little tired. (laughs) And this is Ben and Jordan's. And as always, we're out of the Why Millbank Podcast Network studio here in VPD Studios on at Millbank, South Dakota on Main Street. We'd like to see you all here next week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.